1: Radio presents the Fallout
2: Lorecast.
1: It's that time again, friends, wastelanders, fall dwellers. We are here with you to help you through another day. Another mm-hmm. evening, maybe, or morning, or middle of the day, or middle of the night, any part of the day at all, because we are a podcast that you can turn on whenever you want. We are the Fallout Lorecast. This is the weirdest intro I've ever done. My name is Robots, or Tom, and I'm here with my co-host, Laney. Welcome, Laney. How's it going?
3: Hello, oh, hello. It's going good.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. We've, we've got uh, uh, all sorts of fun stuff coming for Fallout 76. This week is like double was it double score week is it a double xp maybe also i don't remember it's going to be cool i recommend you play it you you get some stuff unlocked it's going to be awesome i've been chatting with some of the community they're going to be down for that as well i'm going to try and stream some of that coming up how are you how's how's your stuff going
3: my stuff's going good i just dived into apex legends which i hadn't played before it's very exciting i've been playing with some people who actually listen to this podcast yeah so if anyone wants to get on that we made a team it's called Tato Amers.
1: Oh, Tato Amers! We are, we
3: are the Tatos. So, if you want to be a Tato like us, you can join in.
1: Then you can join. That's awesome! I love the Legends yeah. of Apex. That's such a fun game. That's such <laughs> yeah. a fun video game. I'm going to speak like somebody who doesn't know uh, video game lingo. That is a fun. That is a fun game to play with your friends on the internet. All right. Well, we are here with the Fall or to not talk about games you play on the internet. Or maybe talk about games you play on the internet, but specifically Fallout games that you play, maybe on the internet. And <laughs> it's a weird day. For some reason, I'm, I'm feeling weird. Um, <laughs>
3: it's because you did a game show earlier. you're Still in game show host mode.
1: I'm still in game show host <laughs> mode. I'm st- I'm still there. Or maybe maybe Buddy Bot like I don't know spiked my drink. No, I wouldn't do that. Buddy Bot. <laughs> Whoa! All right. Well, here let's let's get into our topic for today. All right. So today we are shifting gears. We've been talking about cryptids for a while. We are now going to start talking about locations, settlements, cities, things like that. And Slaney and I were brainstorming some ideas earlier, and I tossed out the idea of good old Megaton, the first settlement you come across. Yeah, when you leave Vault 101 and Fallout 3, it's one of the first places you go. It's an extremely iconic settlement. For a number of yeah. reasons, Lainey's done. Lainey's done some some uh, some homework digging this up. This is a thing that we're both very familiar with from playing Fallout. I 3. love Megaton. Me- Megaton's awesome, Lainey. Let's yeah. just dig into this. What what? Let's, how are we starting this out? Are we talking about the background and things first? Is that what the
3: plan is? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the background first, and then we'll hit on what the actual in-game experience is later on.
1: Awesome, awesome.
3: But we gotta set the stage first. Set the stage. For anyone who doesn't know about Megaton, we gotta get them invested. You know.
1: Yeah, you, you tell me what props to get, and I'll put them on the stage. Go. All of them. Go. Got it. Working yeah, on it. good. I'm doing it.
3: <laughs> so, I want to start out just with some context from a player perspective. Before we get into all the nitty-gritty details, I want to talk about how other people see Megaturn, that way like you know what what lens we're looking at this from, what the feels are about it, you know? Yeah. All the feels. All the feels. Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly, it will hit every single one. Um but generally <laughs> <It's> guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Um people do consider it to be one of the better settlements of the games. Um, especially for the earlier games, you know, pre Fought 4, where there are just settlements all over the place that you can build on and all those things, mm-hmm. Megaton really stood out. Um, well, the, capital the time that you encounter it. Well,
1: the feel way more waste Right. They feel m- they, they more really bleak. Do. They really do. It's much more bleak, yeah. yeah.
3: So, yeah, it's considered to be one of the better settlements. Uh, c- occasionally, to the extent of being considered an ideal post-apocalyptic community to be a part of, because of the way that the settlers... Interact together, they trust each other, they lean on each other for help. It is a true community, and they all they really stand by one another, even the more eclectic ones of the group. Yeah, you
1: know what's interesting to me about that is from the perspective that you start the game in, with this idea that you grow up in the vault, you're not to trust anything outside the vault. Mm -hmm. Outside the vault is only raiders, it's only terrible people, the world sucks. And then you come across Megaton, and of course it's not perfect. But there are a lot of good individuals. There, there yeah, are people who absolutely. are trustworthy. Are, and, and it's interesting that, that that stark dynamic happens almost immediately if you do make it to Megaton.
3: Yeah, for sure. It's incredibly noticeable right off the bat. I will say, though, the environment itself, and this kind of just has to do with the way that Fallout 3 is, it looks incredibly scrappy and dull. And part of that has to do with the color palette of Fallout 3. It is very dull. But also, the the settlement itself is quite literally completely composed of scrap. So yeah. it really just looks kind of like a trash heap when you first stumble <laughs> upon it and you don't know what you're looking for.
1: You know, I, I remember the first time I saw it and saw the walls of uh, just the sheet metal, like the stacks mm-hmm. of sheet metal. I didn't even realize there was a door there or... Oh yeah. <laughs> or like that that was like this was a wall to a settlement or a city. I I didn't understand what I was looking at at all until I got close enough to realize that there was a prompt that y- you opened a door. And then I walked in and I was mm-hmm. like oh. Okay. <laughs> There's something in here. There's something <laughs> in here. I had no idea what it even was.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a well loved area. And it's one of the first places you encounter in Fallout 3 if you go about Fallout 3 as one would expect you would, people purposely avoid it or just don't stumble upon it at all. That is the case with open world games like this. You can totally Mm. miss it. Sure. Um, But it's incredibly likely that upon exiting Vault 101, you will encounter Megaton or at least see it. (laughs) It's pretty close. Right. So some context about what the environment is like there. It actually sits inside of a crater caused by a bomber that crashed and left an undetonated atomic bomb, which mm-hmm. is now the center of the community. We'll get more get more detail on that in a bit. Uh, but this area, it, it's really just a crater. It had some debris from the crash, and that was about it. But it happens to be near Vault 101, where some survivors attempted to get into in order to survive mm-hmm. and were declined, of course. And so... With nowhere else to go, they found this crater. They decided that they could live in the crater to deal with the weather. There were dust storms. It, you know. It gave them a little bit of security, a little bit of safety away from the winds. And so they set up camp. Um, some of them decided to stay for a longer period of time, whereas others went out into the wasteland to scavenge. But they ended up coming back. And upon coming back, they would, they would trade their goods there. That's how uh the beginning of megaton as a community started blooming became, and growing
1: yeah like a, it became a natural trading post kind right. of a, and a location them- that people were aware of and knew was safe right and somewhere that they could come back and find shelter if they needed it or trade their items for other items that they would need um and and it's a fairly central location
3: mm-hmm.
1: for uh, some other areas that you may want to actually visit on the map
3: yeah it's really convenient So it's nice. And it meant that it grew rather quickly because of all the different kinds of things coming in, the kinds of people coming in. It had everything it needed to become a real community and not just some settlers kind of making do inside a crater. Mm -hmm. Of course, being inside a crater, you know, when you have a fight, you want to have the higher ground and you never really do have the higher ground if you are (laughs) are
1: in a crater (laughs) that is the exact opposite of the higher ground (laughs) yeah
3: right (laughs) and so they would get picked on by raiders of course which is what raiders do um and they needed a way to solve for that and so it took a while but in 2241 Mm -hmm. they decided to finally fortify the community and build the iconic giant walls that surround megaton um this actually started off. Um, if there's a character you meet in the game, her name is uh, Mania Vargas,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and she she's a sweet old lady in the game, but she's actually the granddaughter of the man who decided to incentivize everyone to build these walls, which is really cool. Can you and imagine you can ask her about him? Can you imagine
1: that conversation? <laughs> hey guys we have a problem with raiders yeah man raiders suck yeah yeah they keep stealing our stuff yeah they keep stealing our stuff so i got an idea here how about we build some walls what walls (laughs) yeah let's build some walls Mm, i don't know about that
3: (laughs) so a big problem they encountered with these walls right that made it probably why they didn't do it as soon as they could have was just that in order to build them they would need Supplies, And they didn't really have any. The beginning of the wall started out with the scrap that was left over from the crash. And as did, you know, creating houses and things like that, the whole city is made out of scrap. But there was actually an aircraft base nearby that a whole bunch of debris in it. And so the walls are made up of Debris from the aircraft base, which is really cool. And once mm-hmm. you learn that, like it, it becomes very apparent. You it can look sense. around; you can see the, the numbers on things, the way that all the metal looks.
1: Yeah, the paneling that would be on the sides of mm-hmm. aircraft and and uh, hangars, things like that.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's really cool, and you can the, you know, the whole town is like that. You can spot it everywhere, from the homes to the water treatment plants to everything is made out of this debris. Uh, which is incredible but it took them a very long time to build it so at this point uh by the time they were already beginning to build the wall they already had quite the community going there were people already living there they had some culture happening at that point which is good in order to have culture happen in a community like this it has to be relatively safe and sustainable which means that at this point they're already succeeding other than the raider issue which they're trying to fix
1: sure which is so uh, it's, it's just so always gonna have... be a problem this fallout <laughs> this is just
3: right. how it's <laughs> gonna be yeah so people were coming not only to trade but starting to really want to stay there uh, beyond the people who stayed there in the first place and were having children there, right? The, this is across the course of like a generation, yeah. Until Immigrants. the right until yeah. the uh, wall started popping up, which itself took time. But by this point, we had things like the children of Adam, which actually
1: it's culture at its highest. Here. That is that is right. the, the highest form of culture is the children of Adam
3: oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so the children of adam they actually started here in megaton where they started worshiping the atomic bomb that had been left in the center of town making it so that the bomb ended up inside of the walls with everyone else which sounds incredibly dangerous because it was still active it was still live. it could still go off which is scary But people didn't remove it because they needed the manpower of the people who were part of the church to help them maintain this town, build the town. And so they couldn't move it because they didn't want to upset everyone. So the bomb stayed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when your community is only that large and you need everybody to do what they do in the community in order for the community to survive, you can't just ostracize even 10 20 percent of your community because that's mm-hmm. a number of significant people who when they aren't worshiping a bomb in the middle of the city are contributing things like food or supplies or just labor to the to the needs of the rest of the community so yeah it it's right. it's, it's it's a dilemma and I, I think when we talk moral things on this on the show a lot but it's uh, there are moral th- issues with you know like at what point Is are things too far are the strange beliefs of other people in our community dangerous to the community? And you need to put your foot down, you know, uh, Right. is is it legality? Is it, you know, like what if everyone starts worshiping the bomb and the bomb explodes? Well, guess what? You just destroyed everybody because of some crazy belief that people had, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, how do you manage that? Is it is it safe for the community to not to to do that? You know, uh, it's a it's an interesting dilemma for sure.
3: For sure, and at this point they decided that it was okay for it to stay because of the necessary people involved, right? They couldn't lose those people. Um, So for now the bomb stays. And well for, hopefully, forever the bomb stays, but we'll get there. Mm -hmm. The same year the wall was built uh, in 2241, Moriarty's Saloon, the saloon that you can find and visit in the game Mm -hmm. was founded. Um, But in the raider attack that really changed the tides and decide made people decide to build the wall, uh, Colin Moriarty, who was 14 in the game, his father or 14 at the time, uh, his father died in the raider attack. Colin Moriarty, you meet in the actual game itself. He's the owner of the current day, uh, Moriarty right.
1: saloon. Right. Yeah. That's and he's a, cool. He's a significant character in a number of, uh, story arcs.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, this kind of worked out well, though, that he got to maintain it. It didn't get lost to everything. It's very tragic that his father died, but he was incredibly wealthy due to his successes from trading from the very beginning of the community. So he already had a bunch of money. He was able to build the saloon. So that all got passed along and carried on um, until the actual game happens. And also in 2241, um, or sorry, yeah. The front gate was completed, so they did finish the whole wall. And by that point, it was totally secure, which meant that they could keep the people that they wanted in. They could keep people out if they didn't want to. And it's at this point that they started being a little bit more careful <laughs> about who they let in uh-huh. um because before then, it I mean, and even when you get there, it's generally a pretty welcoming community, but you do have to by the point that the the wanderer comes in you have to kind of prove yourself to them Right. because at that point they've closed themselves off. They know who to trust and they really rely on each other. So they don't need people from the outside coming in as much as they used to. Um, so at this point with this wall here, they started building alliances outside of Megaton. And one of the most interesting of these, and in fact the, the only one that really matters is with vault 101 which is really interesting because you would think that the vault wouldn't be really interacting with people outside of it. But there's a woman named Agnes Agnes Taylor who um, was put on missions by the overseer to investigate nearby settlements and areas and actually to infiltrate them. But she ended up becoming an ambassador for Megaton and maintaining communication between them. And they would share intel about things happening in the wasteland nearby so that they could both stay safe and stay alert as to what was happening
1: right which right. is really handy yeah or at least it was for the overseer
3: right <laughs>
1: so <laughs> right yeah vault 101 is a is another complex situation but you know it, yeah. it, you do come to find out that the overseer has been out of the vault and that there is communication happening and well,
3: lots is- of people have right so yeah. it, Vault is isn't as secure as it seems it is people have joined after it was formed
2: mm-hmm.
3: um people mm-hmm. have left uh so yeah, Agnes Taylor actually you encounter her. When you're first escaping Vault 101, you find her in the cafeteria dead. And she's known in the game as Grandma Taylor. Yeah. And it's funny, so her son, I believe, even when before she dies, he's like, I'm scared for her, like her heart can't handle all this stuff. But unbeknownst to him, he she's actually been exploring the wasteland all this time. Right. <laughs>
1: she's not just the fragile old lady that he uh he he envisions
3: yeah Yeah. (laughs) which is funny but yeah so she became an ambassador for megaton which is really cool honestly um i think that carried out throughout her family where like they kind of kept fulfilling that role um by the time oh i guess we can cut it here let's talk about the current things and tie some of these pieces together after the middle
1: Okay, so this is a good stopping yeah. point, you think? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So uh, before we get to the current stuff, I just want to, before like, we transition over, I just want to pitch the question, because this is something that I, I used to do a lot, and I hadn't been doing it as much, but would you feel safe in a city built around a bomb like this? Safe enough, and I guess I should, should explain this a little further, safe enough to take up residence there? In a wasteland where things are scarce, communities to be a part of are scarce, if you're some wanderer, you come across, they're, you know, welcoming enough at some point of the evolution of this city. Would you take up residence here? What do you think? Personally? Yeah, personally.
3: I think, I think maybe, you know, given the kind of community that they had, it could be worth it. But it's definitely scary. It's definitely something you would have to think about. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the community that they had, and it was actually, there's more t- turmoil happening, it was more dangerous. Mm-hmm. If it was more likely that something might go wrong and, like, trigger the bomb somehow, if there was a lot of, like, infighting, then no. <laughs> you know, it seems safer to figure out somewhere else to stay. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, it seems so. I have I have a few thoughts on this, and I would love to hear anybody in chat. You guys are responding in chat. If you if you're listening somewhere else, if you want to respond in the Robots Radio Discord, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I have a few thoughts. First, there's there's always the risk of it going off or not going off. Right. There's also the risk mm -hmm. of somebody triggering it. So there's that risk. Like my first thought is, well, what if it accidentally goes off? My second thought is, what if it intentionally goes off? My third thought is even if it never goes off, then there is still this level of insecurity and fear that permeates the community simply due to its existence. Mm -hmm. And that will hobble certain aspects of the people and the personalities and the development of that community forever. Um, that's one of those very hard to quantify things. It's like, um, It's like not addressing mental illness in a community with any any actual means of of dealing with it Um, What that what that does is it means that everybody knows someone or is someone who is suffering some significant form of mental illness And that makes life harder for everybody Uh, It's it's that kind of thing When you when you can't address this it keeps people from living their best selves uh, now, of course, we're talking about the Wasteland and the terrible things that are happening in the Wasteland, the constant threat of Raiders, the lack of food, the lack of clean water. There's lots of fears and threats that are constantly happening. But what if you turn that around and you go, well, this is just one more of those things that you don't necessarily need to have? Would it be better to be without it if you can? you know? Or is it just the best of what you're just going to take what you can get? And it's better to be with a community that accepts you than not, and you're just going to deal with another threat because, heck, it's just the way the world is. You know, it's, it's an interesting mm-hmm. dilemma. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. All right, let's, let's go to
0: the middle of the show.
2: Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General
1: Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, so this is the part of the show where we thank all of our patrons for helping to support the show every week. Laney and I are very, very appreciative. You you help us keep doing this. You make us feel like we're doing something that you guys love, and that is awesome. As a content creator, that's, the, that's the, what you want, is you want people to like what you're doing and enjoy your work, and we really, really do appreciate it. In just a few weeks, we will be having our end of the month patron episode uh, before Thanksgiving. That'll be on a Monday like usual. So if you'd like to jump onto the Patreon, if you're not already a Tier 4 subscriber and you'd like to join us, then the opportunity is there. If you want to subscribe at any level, you're always going to get ad-free episodes. We've got a new subscriber on the Twitch right now <laughs> as, as we're talking. <laughs>
3: oh, thank you so much.
1: You're gonna Thank you so much, Kabuchi. Um, you're going to get Ad-free episodes, you're going to get episodes early, you're going to get a uh, bunch of other stuff on the list, you know, special Discord channels, and I've added a new thing, because most of the time when we do this show, we end up chatting after the episode for a while with the Twitch community in chat. Those those conversations are awesome, because we get to talk to you guys, it ends up being super funny and goofy, and so that section of the show will now be tacked on to all the upcoming episodes, this episode included on the Patreon. So if you want to get a little bit more conversation around the topics each week, the things that we talk about with chat or even things about questions about podcasting and content creation and and those kinds of things, if you're curious about that stuff, that all happens after the show. So if you are a Patreon listener right now, then make sure you don't turn off the podcast when it gets to the end credits. Go all the way to the end. There's probably an extra 15-20 minutes of stuff. So Check that out. That's available to all of you guys as just another way that we can say thank you for supporting the show. All right, let's move on to the rest of the episode.
0: If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
1: So, Lainey, we're now transitioning into the state of Megaton in the quote unquote present. What does that mean? Yes. What does that mean?
3: So in 2277, is that the best way to say that? 2277? Yeah,
1: 2277, sure. 2,277. How about that? That's really wordy. <laughs> yeah, that's really wordy. 2277, sure. Totally.
3: Alright, so, 2277, that's when you get to encounter Megaton yourself. You get to leave the vault. You see it in the distance, it's this uh big metal thing. It's just a big metal thing,
1: it.
2: yeah.
3: You see it, a command in front of a door, tells you to open it, you enter and voila. There's a whole world in there. Mm-hmm. Or at least that was your experience.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah, my so experience
1: pretty- was immediately uh, Lucas Sims, Mr. Sheriff, Sheriff Sims walks right up mm-hmm. and is like, what are you doing here? Who are you? You know, like that was my first experience initially, just right into it. And Lainey is reconnecting because she had, I guess, an Internet issue. Um, but I remember feeling a little bit oh, like, hmm. Uh- Am I supposed to be here? Am I not supposed to be here? Why does this guy not trust me? I'm total. I'm totally. I'm a vault dweller. I'm a super nice person. I'm a good guy, right? That's how I felt. You hope. I mean, that's how. That's how I felt jumping into Fallout Three. It was my first yeah. Fallout, and <laughs> I was like, "I'm a good guy. I grew up in the vault. I'm. A, I'm be nice to people." Yeah, that was my. At least that was my plan initially.
3: Yeah. No, that's the same for me. But you know, I think it's totally normal though for them to be cautious Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a scary world out there so yeah so you enter megaton and they have a thriving community it's actually overpopulated they have too many settlers now they've turned a local meeting hall into a like group homing situation where lots of people kind of just sleep in beds in rows um because they have to which i guess is better than living out on your own in the wasteland
1: yeah, this is why ancient cities have multiple sections of walls, if you've ever wondered about that. Why there's like an inner city mm-hmm. wall, and then there's an outer city wall, and there's another wall past that. It's because the cities would constantly outgrow the the size of the city. They'd make a, you know, like a city center, and that was the size of the city, they'd build a wall around it. And then, in very short order, they'd have too many people fit in that area, and they'd have to they'd start building... Um, you know, settlements like buildings and homes and things outside the city walls, and of course, those were less protected. Once it got to a certain size, they build and you know, extend the walls out. So, yeah, they haven't extended the walls; they've just crammed more people in.
3: Yeah, they really have crammed more people in, which they can't really, they don't really have a choice. They can't really extend the walls. Yeah, I mean, they could use what they have.
1: They could if they were able to get more applies to do so but I, yeah
3: there's not really anything close enough to like grind right, it back right it's a little tough
1: you could build walls out of sand maybe not
3: that's an interesting point I mean but the, the, difficult
1: difficult yeah to
3: make it work <laughs> it would be a little hard um but yeah so they they have a thriving community possibly two thriving they have Lucas Sims who you've mentioned he's the sheriff he's also the mayor mm-hmm
1: Um, Can we call him the Mariff? The Mariff? Yeah.
3: We can call him whatever you want. The Mariff works.
1: Or or Sharer. Sharer doesn't work as well than Mariff. The
3: Mariff it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's the Mariff, Lucas Sims, who actually won the position by a unanimous popular vote across the settlers of Megaton. Everybody decided that he was the one for the job, Mm -hmm. which honestly... I think you know it's a good choice. He takes his job very seriously. Yeah, he's a good merit. I mean, he, yeah, he, he does his job. He
1: does his work. That's I mean, in in the Wasteland, anybody who's willing to just do the work, they got my yeah. vote. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's for sure. And they all knew that, so he fulfills his duty quite well. You also get, which I've discussed before, the Church of the Children of Adam. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: At yeah. this
3: point, the Children of Adam aren't really a threat at all, beyond the fact that they're a little kooky mm-hmm. Yeah yeah the bomb
1: so you have you have a uh, local politician. you have uh local uh, security, you know, sheriff uh, mm-hmm. protection, police protection. and then you also have you go to church on Sunday or whatever day of the week the I guess they worship like every every day, don't they?
3: Yeah. Um, they pray in a circle around the bomb, yeah, and they also have the church itself, which you can go into and. Pray with pews and right.
1: all that. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Firewriter, for your raid party of 15. That is amazing. Welcome, oh, thank everybody. Thank so much, Firewriter. We are in the middle of the Fallout Lorecast show. Uh, stay, stay a little while. We're going to be talking about Megaton. Um, so one of the things I remember specifically about the church is them standing or kneeling in the water around the bomb at yes. the bottom of the crater and thinking to myself... If that thing's leaking radiation into that water, like not just a radiation in the air around it, but in the water, that water, it would be super radiated. And that, Which those, it is. those guys are not safe. Your feet are no. going to fall off. What are you doing? Yeah, that's I remember thinking that that was just like,
3: it's pretty bad. Those guys
1: are nuts. But yeah.
3: So not only is like there's a crater, there's the bomb in the middle, but the bomb is in like slow little, little mini crater full of irradiated water. Yeah. And these people just sit there and pray every just day sitting
1: in it. Take no a good. Little soak. No good. It's all a right.
3: spicy bath. It's a spicy. It's
1: a <laughs> spicy bathtub.
3: You want to like really exfoliate, you know, get in yeah. all the pores.
1: You think Make they baptize bigger? people in the water in the in the <laughs> I water? I would be surprised. They, they they go down as a human. They come back up as a ghoul. That was a little joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> your eyes. You're like, oh god. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah. So you get you get the church you get the sheriff the sh- the mayor if,
1: <laughs> you got
2: a mayor if
3: you will mm-hmm. you got the church, the church you got some shops going on yeah places you got a too. community. yeah the yeah, most like a mall interesting shop in my opinion and i think others would agree is crater side supply run by the incredibly quirky Moira Brown Moira! she's she's the best an absolute icon she's incredible yeah. she dreams of writing the Wasteland Survival Guide, which you may already be familiar with because it is present in other games, she writes it, and actually, you help her write it. You do. This is a this is a group effort. Yep. And we'll Sends you will talk a little bit little, more about that in just quests. a second. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. So you have you have a whole community here, and it's not just a little trading hub anymore. You can get all your needs met. They have a water. They have a a freshwater facility that purifies the water they have everything you need in order to live a good and happy life and conveniently they all get along even though there's some weirdos in there
1: yeah yeah it's pretty cool yeah and i love how moira is like she seems like a super weirdo but she's probably like the coolest person in town
3: she's definitely the coolest definitely the most interested in like actually figuring out how to live in the wasteland which seems nuts because she sends you on the craziest quest which oh, I'll yeah. even I'll name a few in a second like she really just sends you out there and while you're doing it you're like she's insane why yeah. would you well, want to do these
1: let's go into it let's go into it yeah uh, list okay. them out. so go for it.
3: she sends a you on a multi-part quest it, it forces you to explore the wasteland for better and worse the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. and here's just here's just a couple of the examples of things should, that she will send you to do. Uh, find food at the Super Duper Mart. You want to go on a little grocery Ready. trip. Solid. All right. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. It escalates. Right. The second one is a uh, contract radiation sickness. Yeah, not a good idea. Not mm-hmm. a good idea. But good idea. she will cure you, so it's okay. But you also will probably mutate from that quest.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I you could just go. go you just go, go to church. Like, oh. You can just go to church and knock that quest out.
3: Oh yeah, just sit in the water a just little sit bit. In the water, just pray <laughs> for a
1: little while. Yeah.
3: Just become religious for a little while. Uh, <laughs> That's it.
1: it. That's. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. They make fun of religion. They treat religion oh, like it's a you. disease you get from radiation. That's. I'm going to get a review like that because no. you, because of uh, saying this. Um, you. No. I get some. I get some really really dumb reviews, and I will get one where somebody's going to say, Hey, this this podcast is too anti-religious. And i oh like, We're talking about the Church of Adam. Come on. Yeah, we're talking about the worship of Bob. <laughs> They're worshiping. bomb yeah (laughs) anyway go on
3: (laughs) um the next one is to traverse a minefield which is just not recommended
1: not recommended recommended.
3: you might lose a couple limbs there but she'll ask you to do it and then she'll ask you to tell her all about your experience which is what she wants she wants the nitty-gritty she wants every detail Mm -hmm. then she does something really special she has created herself her homemade mole rat repellent. Yeah. But she wants you to test out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants you to go out there with her mole rat repellent and just let the mole rats come or not. Come on, Romer. You find it out. Yeah. Which is uh, that's a... That's a joy. <laughs> So, those are some of like the crazier like little quests you get to go on. Some of them are fun though. You get to explore different areas, different locations across d c. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is to go to like, a really incredible library. Yeah. There's other ones. So it's fun. you get to you get to really kind of explore the area. It's a really good quest line to follow if you if you stumble upon it early in the game, which you probably will. It will make you familiar with the kinds of things you're fighting against, what the area looks like, where things are. It'll put some locations on your map. It's yeah. really nice.
1: Yeah, I wish um, in retrospect, you can tell why the designers would have included this in Megaton, because mm-hmm. the thought would be, OK, this is the most likely first sentiment you'll come across. This is somebody you'll meet in the town and they're going to send you on these quests. These quests are going to give you a smattering of different kinds of things in different places to go. So it's definitely part of the uh, it's not really a tutorial, but it's an early kind of quest assortment in order to get you acclimated with where you are and what's going on. I, on the other hand, was trying to save my my dad, trying to find my dad. Trying to figure out what was going on, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Myra, Myra I, I'll, I, I'll come back and deal with that. Why am I? Why am I I'm a seventy-year-old uh, lady from New York all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, 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 Myra, Myra
1: whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back and do that later. Got to find my father. Got to find my father first, Myra. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I was like. These sound crazy. Uh, I've got other stuff to do later and then i came back and played them later and i was like oh these were cool why didn't i do That's this earlier yeah yeah
3: i did a good half of them right at the beginning and then i also avoided the main quest line for like three years so you know a different experience
1: <laughs> yeah different experience um courier says in chat <laughs> my dad liam neeson yeah he's he's either running away from his kids or he he's losing his kids like there's always something going on with him yeah and his children Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. What else do we have to cover here about, like, current day Megaton? So,
3: I think the most exciting and interesting part of everything you can do in Megaton is well it involves the bomb. If you're a good person, when Sheriff, when Merith, Lucas Sims comes to you and asks you to please disarm the bomb, but do it secretly and don't tell anyone because we don't want to upset the church. We just want to make sure everyone is safe which is a very appropriate ask, given that you have the ridiculous skill level at the beginning of the game to actually complete it. Then, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you can. It's one of those things that, like, you have to come back and do later. It's you cannot do it at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I couldn't do it at um, the beginning of the game, for sure. But it's a it's a nice little ask, and it's very reasonable, and it answers the question of, like, we have this bomb in our city. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. And he wants you to dis- disarm it, which is, you know, really cool. Um, but... There's another choice. Ah. There's three choices. You could you could disarm it. You could do nothing. Or you could go take a drink at Moriarty's Saloon, and you could see a mysterious man sitting in the corner. And he, he beckons you to come closer, and he says, I'm Mr. Burke, and I want you to blow up Megaton. <laughs> and he'll tell you that his employer, good old Alistair Tenpenny, deci- just, just considers Megaton to be a blight on the landscape. This man, he... He wants his aesthetics to be beautiful. He runs the Tenpenny Tower. <laughs> yeah. He sits on his balcony with his sniper rifle and just gazes at the gorgeous desert every day.
1: Yep. And, and this is said, a blight on that beautiful yep. desert.
3: Yep. <laughs> yes. How, yes. How dare these people live happily and freely? We must destroy them. Right. And you can say, all righty, sir. <laughs> and you can rig that bomb and you could go meet Mr. Alistair Tenpenny yourself at the top of his Tenpenny Tower, which is another Fallout 3 settlement. You can Mm -hmm. go there. There Mm -hmm. are people living there. Yeah, we definitely have to cover Um, that one in the future, too. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But you can go up to the top, and you'll sit there, and you can watch the town explode together. Very nice. Yeah,
0: I would totally do
3: that quest. I would do that one. Did you guys do that one? (laughs)
1: Uh, Buddy oh, Bot Bud thinks that that's the quest that he he would <laughs> do. Um, Buddy Bot has some interesting choices. Yeah, Buddy Bot has some interesting choices. Uh, uh, it is a choice. Okay, you want to hear my? Uh, I, I have a feeling you didn't blow up Megaton, at least at first.
3: I so there's actually some more details about how this quest can play out. Let me cover them. Okay. And let's. There's some nuances even within these options. Sure. Right. So yeah. So you can blow it up. Oh right, So you can disarm it. You can do nothing. You can blow it up. When you blow it up, you can choose whether you want to actually click the detonator yourself or not. Mister mm-hmm. Brick will offer it to you. Here's here's the price you have to pay, right? <laughs> so if you disarm it, life is good. They love you. <gasps> hello.
2: There's an Oliver
1: back there saying, <laughs> huh?
3: "If you disarm it, life is good. They love you. Everything is lovely. If you don't do anything, they still like you. Yeah, it's okay. If you blow it up, bye bye Megaton." But also, if you press the detonator yourself, you immediately lower your karma by 1,000 points. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) You are so much. It doesn't matter what other choices you've made, it's over for you. Yeah,
1: like, no, if you make the choice of, no, I want to push the button, that means, like, you are a psychopath. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) But also, something else will happen, which is tragic and interesting good old moira brown who we know and love will survive and if you go back to megaton you can meet her and she will be a ghoul Mm -hmm. and she will walk she won't just like teleport there like npcs might do she walks you can go with her all the way to the underworld which is another settlement it's a non-feral ghoul settlement Mm -hmm. which is really cool and there if you've not already completed the quest, you can continue writing the Wasteland Survival Guide.
1: Yep, yep, yeah. I thought Which that was neat. I thought that was really really cool. I uh, came across that in in game. So my experience was. Um, do you let me before we go into that? Do you want to continue at all, or should we talk about our experience? I
3: just say one more thing. Okay. So just to flesh it out a little bit. Megaton is a really convenient trading spot. It's a really convenient place to go if you just need no enemies, you need a little break, you need to exchange some goods, mm-hmm. you want to do some side quests that aren't so crazy. It's a really nice spot to have
1: not, to fall not back so on. Not so crazy, you know, like uh, uh get yourself irradiated or
3: you know, <laughs> you know,
1: not too crazy.
3: But yeah, so it's it's a really nice, convenient little spot to do your day-to-day activities in the wasteland. If you blow it up, you lose that. You can no longer go there to trade things. You can no longer buy food from there. You can no longer talk to those people ever again. They are all gone forever, except for Moira. It's a big price to pay.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's just something just to think about. So
0: i still In blow happens. it up. i
3: still totally blow it up. Buddy
1: everything. Bot would still blow it up. Yeah, but okay,
3: <laughs> of course. <Buddy> um. <laughs> Can I share what I did?
1: Yeah, tell me what you did. Tell me okay. what you did.
3: So my first playthrough, I didn't do it, but I don't think I even actually talked to Mr. Burke at all. Um, but I played, I started that game over like 500 times. Like Fallout 3 was my life. And I did do it once, but I specifically made it, save so that i could follow that quest line Mm -hmm. because as soon as i did it i was like i'm done like i hate this like it's almost over so i went and I talked to moira and i was like oh crazy she survives like i thought that was insane it blew my mind that they would let her survive like all of that was such a cool story for me at the time um but then i was like immediately load a different save game keep going so i think that it's worth doing it's worth experiencing it's worth watching seeing. Megaton blow up from the balcony is a really cool scene. So all of that is really neat. I think it's worth doing once. <laughs> or if you're evil, <laughs> you can do it and you can just play an evil character. But I think if you're trying to have a totally normal playthrough, it you can do it. But then make sure you like That's have a fall back on. Yeah,
1: safe scummit. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I played through the first time, disarmed the bomb, moved on. like main playthrough completed the game did did my main stuff. Right. Uh, later on, I don't remember if it was second, third or whatever, some other playthrough, started the game, went to Megaton, and then explored the whole thing with Burke, having already played through most of the other content that I have had actually played through previously. And then thought, okay, this will be the first thing I do. What happens? Because I really wanted to know like what happens if I go to Megaton, I meet Burke, I go find Tenpenny, who is now like diagonally across the whole map basically Mm -hmm. right you have to just just traverse the whole map get to him low level have to deal with crap in the wasteland that's hard to fight at a a low level get over to him talk to him make the deal go back blow up megaton did it realize that my myro is still there which i came across on my own and it was like oh my god it's she's still here holy crap Mm -hmm. um and then you know, dealt with the explosion and all that, and and thought like, holy, like it just kind of, I don't know, blew my mind. Also, I I blew up. Not only did I blow up Megaton, I also blew up my own brain because I was like, that is amazing. And then I thought about it, and I was like, all of these side quests, all of these little things, all of these characters are now just like removed from the game. They're just yeah, gone. You can never touch them again. You can't touch them. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like any of the items, any of the the people that you would talk to. None of it is there. It's all just gone. And like, I, I thought that that was really cool. Like, obviously, it, it doesn't stop you from completing the main storyline, but it definitely removes a lot. And mm-hmm. the fact that they were willing to do that, especially in their first foray into the Fallout world, I thought was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just put really up a cool. hard wall. Like, if this is your only playthrough of the game and you decide to do this, you're not getting access to any of this stuff.
3: Yeah, it's nuts. And if you do it really early on, like you have, you fold yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, you need those quests to like get you up to everything else. The rest of the way with land will kick your butt.
1: Right.
2: The other thing um, that I didn't.
3: Ranger... Oh, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have a question in the chat about um about Moira, and I actually I didn't clarify this. So, uh, Mothman's Ranger asks if Moira was outside of Megaton in order to have not been completely vaporized, and yes, she actually conveniently was, I think, looking for something. I don't remember if she was trying to do something for her book or if she was just, like, scavenging things or what, because she runs that shop. Um, but she was out that day. She took a little a little trip and happened to be just far enough away that the she radiation saw it hit happen, yeah. and the radiation hit her, but she did yeah. not die.
1: Yeah, That's cool. That's cool. The other thing I realized on uh, that playthrough is who Tenpenny was. Because um, I didn't I didn't recognize the name at all. I'm sure I talked to Burke. I'm sure I learned things about like his benefactor, who he calls him a name or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't understand what any of what that had to do. Who who else that was? Figured it was just somebody else. Played through, played through Tenpenny Tower, did that whole part of the game, and then came back with another playthrough, and then realized, oh, they're sending me a Tenpenny. Oh, that guy. That's the guy who wants Megaton blown up, and like connected the dots between the the things that I'd played through previously. And that was also really cool to see like how that stuff kind of comes full circle. Um, It's also interesting. uh, 10 penny is Another one that's interesting to see, like if you decide to go with or against him or with or against the ghouls that are there, you know, how does that play out? Uh, Which we'll have to cover in another episode. Um, It
3: is kind of cool. If you follow along with the 10 penny tower, like stuff and you, you listen to him and you do what he says, you get access to the penthouse suite. Yes. Um, yeah. Of the tower, and you get to live there, which is it's neat, but it's not nearly as interesting as Megaton. Yeah. And you yeah. can live in Megaton if you, if everyone likes you and you like earn your way into the home there. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. I had so. a home. Had uh, a home in Megaton. Yeah. So uh cool stuff. Um Cool, cool stuff. I'd love to hear anybody in chat or anybody listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on any of this stuff. You know what else I want to hear, Lainey? I want to hear people's thoughts on the next settlement, city, uh, community. Uh, We're kind of digging into more of that side of, of the lore for at least the next set of episodes, so I'd love to hear your yeah. thoughts on what we should cover next. Do you want us to do ten penny? Should we keep doing Fallout Three stuff? Should we pivot to another Fallout
3: game? Should we cover? Yeah, should we do it chronologically, or do you guys have an order that you would prefer? We can
1: do this so Please many share. different ways. We could do yeah. all the most popular th- ones first. We could do we could dig into something. Um, obviously, Megaton. If you've played Fallout Three, everybody knows about. But we could dig into something that's a little more obscure than not everybody came across. Um, yeah, I the, think the, the underworld,
3: underworld would be a cool one. The
1: underworld that would be cool for sure. So, oh yeah,
3: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. So send us a note. Uh, write us either on the Twitter on the Twitter. Here oh, I am Twitter. talking wow. about the, the internet on the Twitter or on the Discord. Uh, let us know what you think. Rivet City would be another cool one. Um, we'll we'll take some into consideration and we'll plan out the next episode. Love to hear your thoughts on this stuff. All right, Lainey, anything else to cover before we before we get going?
3: Nope, we've done it.
1: <laughs> cool. All right. Well. What do you? What else do you have going on that you want to talk about before we head out?
3: Right now we're just streaming a whole lot. Yeah. So if you guys want to catch the stream, it's Twitch.tv/NeosPandora. N-E-O-S, Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're welcome to join in. I have a, a bopping Discord. We got a good little community in there. A, a lot of people. A bop? uh, it's bopping.
1: A bopping. Oh, I thought you said it's a bopping in boppin Discord. Bop like maybe discord. you call your bot bop like i've got a bop <laughs> in discord
3: i'm gonna that's i'm gonna make a bot named bop now that's that's it's canon that should uh-huh. be my name Bob, Bob. bop bot
1: no buddy oh, bot. you're just speaking buddy
3: bot. of buddy bot yeah i have the eight ball function in my chat where people can earn points and then ask it questions uh-huh. but we're convinced that the eight ball is evil because of the way that he's answered some questions, particularly about himself, and have decided that the 8-Ball is actually BuddyBot's evil twin that what? has been turned- I've contained within an 8-Ball because it was too powerful and too dangerous. I have an evil twin? Buddy Bot. I'm so sorry you had to hear it this way. Aww. <laughs> How come I didn't know? Because it's an 8-Ball now. I want to
1: meet him. No, be best friends. <laughs> no, that's not what you do with your evil twin! Just because you're siblings doesn't mean you become friends. He's the evil one. He probably has a goatee. Alright, so, um... <laughs> So all right. Uh so yeah, go check out Laney's go check out Laney's Twitch. Uh if you haven't joined us for a live lore cast, join join us, come hang out with us. We've it's got fun. a bunch of people in here. Uh twitch.tv slash robots radio. Also, I like to stream as much as I can during the week, whether I'm walking on a treadmill or not. I also have, and you've probably heard this by now, put out uh in between episodes the uh, game show that I put together, Are You Smarter Than Twitch chat? and we are doing some fallout questions i also will do some other versions with elder scrolls questions and cyberpunk questions and things like that and release those on the specific shows that those are connected to but you can check all of them out at the robots radio youtube and if you want to be a contestant come hang out on twitch because the twitch chat or the contestant both can win prizes so Either way, there's a chance for you to win. So come hang out with me during the day. I will be doing that. And I, I was also chatting with some of you guys earlier today when we were, we're playing some games, putting together the game show stuff, and around the idea of like, would you guys want to hang out and watch me edit shows and podcasts? you want to do that? Is something you're, you're interested in? And a number of people were like, yeah, yeah, totally, we'd come hang out and watch you do that. And I was like, It's I don't find it super entertaining, but if you guys want to hang out, and they're like, no, we do, we, we do want to come hang out. So, yeah, just follow the channels, uh, whether it's mine or Lainey's or both, and come hang out with us. We'd love to see you guys. All right, I think that's all we've got going on this week. I'm sure there are a hundred other things I could bring up, but they're not in my head right now. Laney thank you for setting This up. Thank you for doing the research and the wonderful memories of Megaton. We will see you guys next week. Talk to you then. Oh, and until next time, don't take a bath in a bunch of irradiated water while worshipping a bomb. Spicy Probably. Spicy baths aren't uh, Don't take you. a spicy bath. Gentle exfoliation. To plug into everything else we're doing, <laughs> check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. This podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast, including our tier five patrons, Firewriter and Azen. Thank you so very much for your support we If any of you are artistically talented enough to do a, uh, a drawing, like a computer rendering of the Megaton bomb in a puddle with worshippers in it, and it says spicy bath underneath it, please let me know. And you would you'd be willing for, to let, let us use that for a t-shirt. I will put it on a t-shirt and I will send you a free t-shirt if I choose to use your art.
3: Um, I'll wear it in a stream once a week
1: <laughs> <laughs> once a week, wear it in a stream uh, yeah, you'll get a free t-shirt for helping design the artwork if you let us use it on a t-shirt, that would be awesome, I would love that spicy bath, alright guys, do you have any, any questions or thoughts on on stuff while we hang out for the after show I can draw but not in 3D, it doesn't have to be 3D it could just be, just like uh, computer drawing, like 2D rendering, that would be totally fine I'm on it, just gotta get my chops together, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, you guys are talking about uh, the Titanfall slash Apex Legends lore. We could do an yeah. Apex lore cast. <laughs> you
3: oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Courier says Tenpenny was a jerk. Scream as loud oh, yeah. and as terrified as you can. Yeah, no? go now. <laughs> ah! How was that? Did I do good? Is that a good job? Very convincing. Um, here we go. Oh, let me try it again. Ready? <laughs> How was that?
3: The end was interesting.
1: Yeah, it gets, it gets kind of weird there at the end.
3: <laughs> Buddybot, can you do it? <sighs>
1: oh, okay, buddy, that's pretty good. <laughs> Rocket League Lorecast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have any questions about podcasting? How many of you guys think that like hanging out, watching podcast editing would be cool? Because I could do it tomorrow. Usually, I edit the shows. It's just like hanging out in the morning. I mean, we could definitely just hang out if you just want to hang out. That's totally fine. If you don't mind me working
3: on stuff too yeah there you go
1: sounded like a burp (laughs) that's funny Mm -hmm. mm-hmm taking a drink so what do you say would you live in would you live in megaton that's the question that we were left with here
3: yes oh would you live in megaton and would you blow up megaton
1: one (laughs) would you live in megaton uh you'll listen but it won't be engaging uh how many podcasts do i work on i uh have three i have four five i have five i have four weekly podcasts that i edit and uh host myself i have one that i host and i don't edit and then i have the starfield Lorecast. which oh i forgot to mention that was the thing i forgot to mention tomorrow instead of the fallout hub at 5 p.m tomorrow we are doing the starfield Lorecast. we've got Episode two of Starfort Field Lorecast coming out. Uh, we got some some little itty bitty leaks to talk about, and some new fun speculation that is coming tomorrow. So yeah, be here five o'clock tomorrow.
3: Be there, be square,
1: or be square. Yeah, yeah. You
3: don't want to be square.
1: Yeah, Fev says to embrace Adam's glow. Fev, would you live in Megaton? Would you would you would be a worshipper? You, uh, mothman's ranger says i would live in it to resupply and would probably blow it up if ten penny ten penny would pay you enough really you'd feel okay with that Evil. that's like negative negative a, a thousand. thousand
3: negative a thousand karma in
1: real life that means that you're going to hell <laughs> i don't know, <laughs> that I don't know that's how that works <laughs> we all have a karma tally and if it gets too far down you go to hell all the theologians oh, are now, like, yelling at me. They're like, no, it's not how it works.
3: <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> Build it up to rival Tenpenny
1: Tower. Ooh. Ooh. Megaton
3: Junk Tower.
1: Yeah. Captain says, I'd come to terms with my potential demise, but keep on until that comes. Yeah, I think most of us would probably just do our best to just kind of float by. Yeah. <laughs> Fl- Flabby Chubby says, nah, man, love my boy Lucas Sims. Be happy to live there and vibe with the homies. Yeah. I think, you know, yes. once, once Lucas has stopped being skeptical of you, he seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will kill Megaton and that darn town. Both of them? Nakamada, You take them all? Are you, like, the Wasteland Psychopath? I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> we just, we just Someone found... Someone has to be. We just found the Wasteland Psychopath. You can save him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How many people killed Tenpenny? Did you guys kill Tenpenny, or did you... I don't
3: think I did, but I don't remember.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, I don't think we did, did mention that you can report Burke to Sims. You can do that. That is a thing.
3: Oh, yeah, you can just totally...
1: Doesn't he just go ruin. shoot him? I think they end up shooting at each other, don't they?
3: <laughs> Probably.
1: I was extremely pissed about seeing... Uh, about something, but seeing the Enclave flag has piqued my interest? What? Is... <laughs> what were you pissed about? Yeah, there's an Enclave... There's, really a, there's a Brotherhood one... There's a um, institute. I've got a bunch of flags. I'm sorry if you were pissed about something. I hope it wasn't us. (laughs) I like it here. I like that flag. Good. Good work. Is that tech? That's tech. That's tech. He's an Enclave loyalist. Uh, Burke (laughs) shoots Sims in the back and kills him if you don't shoot him back fast enough. That's what happens. Oh, no. Really? I don't remember. Hands up for five seconds. This works best if I'm playing a game. But I'll still do it. I'll still do it.
3: Was that five seconds? (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. I'm good. (laughs) Um,
3: Okay, I had a thought. So if we do the underworld next.
1: Oh, Lainey froze and disappeared. She's coming back. Don't worry, friends. She didn't die. She's alive. I promise. I promise. (laughs) She's fine.
3: See? There she is. She's still alive.
1: So
3: I have a couple uh, Fallout things, and you may have seen them before uh, every once in a while. I put them up there. And I have, I have like a little bobblehead guy and mm-hmm. I've got another, an even smaller one that I haven't, I just found it today actually. And then I have an incense thing. It looks like a barrel, like a barrel of monkeys, radi- ma- matter or whatever, you know, it's like radiation and it has the little Laval guy in it and he's like all suited up, but it's an incense thing. So the smoke comes pouring out of it. I think for something ghoul related or like radiation related mm. a good little prop i could have it back there i could have the smoke going i think with the way my light is set up you would be able to see the smoke coming out
1: yeah
3: all right That might- all right oh all
1: right mm-hmm. yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool um I'll claim no it was the whole outrage over the mandalorian new episode someone started a petty thing about it in a new episode it wasn't you guys got it yeah yeah, the internet The internet likes to be upset about stuff. I've been enjoying The Mandalorian. Lainey, have you seen it? Have you seen the new Mandalorian I saw stuff? the
3: first season. I haven't seen the new ones. Have you seen the
1: new ones? Uh, everyone got upset because Baby Yoda ate some eggs. And then people got more upset because of lore stuff. I don't know. I think the thing that drives me the most nuts about people who get really touchy about lore topics is whenever anything changes any new content comes out that changes their perspective on the lore, expands it in a way that they didn't expect, they get all up in arms about it. They're like, Mm. Mandalorians are supposed to wear their helmets all the time. They never take their helmets off. And then you meet a Mandalorian who takes their helmet off, and everyone's like, that's not canon. They can't (laughs) do that. That's bad. And it's like, did, maybe the universe is bigger than you realize and there are some who believe that you can and some who believe that you can't and that's just more information like that's fine <laughs> like why is, this, why is this a hill you're going to die on same thing happens with Fallout 76 the brotherhood was only on the west coast until they settled the east coast and that's where they came from in Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 there were no brotherhood anywhere else in the whole planet other than those places and it's like well okay well now we've got Brotherhood 20 some years after the bombs dropped in Appalachia who didn't happen to make it to Boston or the capital wasteland But they ended up in Appalachia and there's a good lore reason why that could have happened And that is now canon because it shows up in 76, but that never happened Well, no nothing was described what happened to the group that left and splintered off and so now we know that that's what happened like relax relax more info (laughs) info is fine More info is fine. Yeah,
3: people are allowed to flesh it out more. Yeah. It seems silly to have such a vast world created with all this information in it, and then to limit that, decide, like, oh, that's it. There's a whole lot of it, but it ends here. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Right, right. To just say that more information is wrong is bad. Now, I totally get there are some other things that people bring up, like how is it possible that you would have ranger armor in Appalachia, when that was only something that the NCR had over on the West Coast, you know, because it's like a, you know, a, a, an item you can buy and wear, you know, like I get that that, does, that, that doesn't really make sense. Or why is it that you would have uh, certain types of power armor or power armor paint jobs that didn't don't seem to make sense in the world? Like I get that. That's a little bit weird, but it's a video game, you know, like let's let's just call that extra stuff, you know, Flabby Chabby, Thank you for the subscription. I do appreciate it. Oh, it's uh, uh C- Captain, you uh you gifted it. Aww. Thank you for the for the gift, Captain. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um,
3: Captain is awesome. Captain gifted five subs to my channel like a week yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: Captain is awesome. He uh he was our contestant on the on the game show. Um, but I get it. Like sometimes sometimes Yeah, some stuff feels more right than other stuff. That's fine. It's it's the points that are like exact conflict. Um yeah. you know, XO1 retcon in Nuka World. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see I could see that being a thing like it's one thing when uh, let's say a character dies and then the story gets expanded and all of a sudden that show character shows up alive 20 years later. And it's like we actually saw that character die and mm-hmm. there's no technology that brings people back from the dead or magic or religious whatever. In this story, therefore, it is impossible for this character to also be alive again. Like, I get that. That that is a direct contradiction. And that doesn't make any sense. Um, this type of uh, weapon was invented at this time, and there's only one copy of it in the world. That makes sense. Now, you could retcon something like that and say, but they were also collaborating with another facility over here, and they had another copy, and people just didn't know about it. But you know, it's harder to say like this person died. We saw it on camera. They're now alive again, and that's a little bit more difficult. Um, But then again, creative fandoms have always been about, like, breaking the lore, building things out, making things more expansive, bringing back superheroes who died before or villains who died before. Um, That's just kind of the way this stuff works. Sounds like WoW lore. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, that's just
3: kind of how this stuff works. Um, We have a question. Uh, What's your favorite expansion?
1: favorite expansion. But I always get these questions about favorites and I have such a hard, like I just as a person have a hard time answering questions about favorites. Do you
3: have one that you spent the most time in?
1: Um, oh, let's see. Uh, um, I like the the tone and flavor of Nuka World.
3: I oh, was going to say that. Nuka World that is, is fun. That one is cool.
1: Uh, I, I liked the fact that uh, the Machinist expanded on all the different kinds of robots and things in the world and mm-hmm. that you could make robots. That was enjoyable. I also enjoyed the storyline on that. That was cool. Far Harbor, I think, has a very interesting story compared to some of the other ones. Um, going into the alien stuff in Fallout 3's Mothership Zeta was really cool. Um, I mean, I think all of those are probably at the top of my list. Yeah,
3: Mothership Zeta really holds like a nostalgic place in yeah. my heart.
1: Yeah, I and mean, there's there's other ones. I mean, you could talk about all the all the New Vegas stuff. You could talk about yeah. the pit. It's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think the ones in four are just more recent, and so I, I kind of think of them. Um, what was Good the on one? Your mind. What was the one in three where you go to the swampy area with the um, uh, the ghoul in the like? There's a bog, and there's the irradiated people in the bog, and then there was the ghoul that has the big house. What was that called? Point Lookout. Point Lookout. I thought.
3: I don't think I played that one. Yeah, I thought
1: Point Lookout was interesting. The, um, the, uh, I liked how different that world felt than the other stuff in three. Um, and the storyline was kind of interesting with the ghoul. I think that was the first time it really clicked with me how old some of the ghouls were. Was that, that quest line? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they don't really die. They don't really age. They just kind of like...
1: Yeah, the fact that he made, makes reference to things that happened before the bombs drop, and I was like, wait a minute, that means this guy's like 200 and something years old. Yeah. Yeah, Curse of Cthulhu, basically. Yeah, the, the just the creepiness of it. Um, I really, really like that as well. Um, yeah, those are mine. Laney, do you have a favorite that stands out above others?
3: I would say Nuka World was really fun to explore. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, yeah, theme parks are fun. I have a bunch of them near me, <laughs> so that's always fun. And then,
2: yeah.
3: um, I mean, Mothership Data, I said, you know, for nostalgic reasons, mostly it's just like, it's really near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm not, I don't know. I haven't played a whole lot of any of the other ones. Like I played pieces of, like I started Far Harbor, I was talking about today, but I don't think I did all the things in it. So I don't know. Yeah. That's something I need to, I should jump back into those. Mm-hmm. If I can, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Yeah, you should stream them. Speaking of games, um, you know, I mean, you're a part of it, too. The uh, the charity stream's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have okay. mentioned that,
1: too. Charity stream's coming Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So those are super cool. I'm going to be part of them as well, and I'm going to be streaming Fallout 1 and 2. Nice. Which is nice. fun, and they're very different than the rest of them. So if you guys are interested in seeing that, it's a charity stream, so y'all can help some kiddos out.
1: For yeah, Saint Jude's yeah. Yeah, Ranger says he's a part of two other uh, I'm sure other people are part of it as well yeah yeah it's gonna yeah. be awesome it's gonna be awesome I, I'm really looking forward to some of the stuff we're doing the, with the fallout hub and the community I'm not sure exactly what has been revealed yet so I, I can't say too much but we've got some cool stuff coming for that as well um, and uh, some of the uh, other people in the f- world of fallout I'll just say that um, Actual characters a, are coming to an life. There's
3: an announcement that has gone out with like a, a condensed list of some of the like more known names.
1: Yeah, that's true. That that has gone out. I just I don't. So it's remember. not all secret. I don't remember what <laughs> specifics have been said about what we're doing though.
3: I don't think there've been much more than that, other than the names of than people who big are involved.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, so we, we have we it. have something special planned. It's gonna be cool. Um. All
3: right. Yeah. I think I think
1: we're done too. I think it's time to wrap this up. Thank you everybody for hanging out, and make sure that you uh, come support the the fun stuff going on in December with all that stuff. It's going to be exciting.
3: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: Laney, thanks for hanging. Thanks for, it good, thanks for it's good. It's good to see you. I like your yeah your cat ears. Um, thanks. <laughs> bye. <fun>. Night, buddy. <laughs> good night. Good night. See you later. Uh, I don't think he was talking to you, buddy. Bot. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Nope, he wasn't. Uh-huh. No, nope. All right. Bye guys. See
0: you later. Have a good one. Bye, guys.